0: the free agent crop of wide receivers is full of intrigue but the valuation could be a bit tricky we're going to sort things out as it relates to the free agent wide receiver market today on the locked on nfl scouting podcast
2: you are locked on nfl scouting with the draft dude your daily podcast for nfl and college football scouting part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what's
0: better than this it's guys being dudes here on the locked on nfl scouting podcast we're the draft dudes i'm joe marino from locked on bills he's kyle krabs from locked on dolphins and we are your nfl experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the locked on nfl scouting podcast with the draft dudes part of the locked on podcast network your team every day want to issue a big thank you shout out and welcome to our everydayers those of you who make us your first listen every single day We
3: appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, the new premium position. Can we agree it's a premium position? Is that up for debate? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. Not anymore. Getting, what, $30 million wide
1: receivers? Probably going to get at least two more, what, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, (laughs) contract (laughs) extensions probably this offseason. Right. And they're they're gonna go over Tyreek Hill's dollars. Um, so new premium position, really intriguing list of some guys that are coming off rookie contracts who've been productive players. Uh, you've got some savvy vets that are sprinkled in here. You got some guys that maybe with better offensive infrastructure and quarterback play, maybe you get a little bit more boom from. And you get some guys that I would just be absolutely terrified of. If <laughs> I was and yeah. the sign, uh, so some good value contracts, which makes it tough because the market is growing. So finding good value contracts
0: can be a little challenging. Well, let's hope this crop of free agents do better than last year's crop of free agents. It was rough, Kyle. I mean, your biggest AAV contract last off season for a free agent went to Odell Beckham Jr. Fifteen million per. And you had the the amazing Alan Lazar deal at eleven million per, which uh, everybody knew was a bad idea. Right. Like it's were the best were the best two free agent contracts last year, like Hopkins and in Thielen.
1: Yes, <laughs> they were. I mean, and like credit to. I mean, and and Nuke was really only a value because he waited as long as he did, right? Yeah, everybody. Well, and else someone's got to catch the ball in, in Tennessee. The boats, they're like,
3: oh well. His free agent tour was two 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 teams long. It felt like, yeah, and well, you know, like when the Chiefs and Bills were like, nah, which is it, crazy,
0: right? You kind of felt like both teams might might have been able to use them, right? Right, right. I mean, say but, what you want to Kansas City, they won the Super Bowl, right? Whatever they did was the correct answer, but uh, the the Kansas City
1: Chiefs have the one secret that you need to know, yeah, so yeah, winning, yeah, winning the Super Bowl, right? Uh, and other teams hate it. But that secret is, oh, you just need to have Patrick Mahomes. So it is. And a lot of the other stuff doesn't really matter right. about your life. So miss me with, oh, well, the Chiefs won with so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And, so and, so and, so and, so. and uh, these other teams are trying to yeah. add another good got guy. Got bad news there. for you.
0: <laughs> 31 <laughs> teams got the same problem. They don't have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so
1: let's explore some of the guys that could potentially solve that problem of not having Patrick Mahomes for having big-picture aspirations for your team.
0: There's, there's three huge names here, Kyle Krabs, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman Jr. I think those are the top of the market, the guys that I think all three will be north of $20 million per, I, I think probably Higgins, and I don't know, they might push 25 per for these players. My, my question with these top dogs, and I don't know that I'd include anyone else in this top dog conversation. I'd be curious
3: if you do. Why would any of these three not be back on the teams that they played for last year? I guess the long term viability of T is is the biggest question. And can I? I'm going to call a timeout. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I like that you started there, T Higgins, right? The question that's the best one. The well, best one. The question Cincinnati has to ask themselves are they really going to have a hundred million dollar a year passing offense between Burrow, Chase, and Higgins? I mean, AAV is going to be north of a hundred million dollars for those best three player. players. Yeah. But can you do that? Should you do that?
1: I mean, they are going to be in a position, Cincinnati, where they can make this work in the here and now because they, with Joe Burrow's contract extension already done and Jamar Chase under contract, they got $60 million in cap space right now, according to Over the Cap. So you can do this now. Mm-hmm. Can you do this three years from now? I don't know that you can. You worry and about that in three grow, years though, right? Like... I don't know because T Higgins is going to want to T Higgins being back is T Higgins on the franchise tag? You don't think there's a long term possibility here for them to work that out? I don't probably not because now you are talking about one hundred
3: and ten million dollars AAV across three players. No doubt. That's like comfortably that. Correct. That's a hard sell.
0: That's my concern with it. But if we talk, like that's the identity of your football operation. You've been to the Super Bowl, leaning on these things.
1: I don't know if you got a quarterback that that's in the fifty million dollar year stratosphere is in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. You you pay your big wide receiver, and you replace elsewhere it's what Kansas City did when they had Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and well, the, Tyreek Hill. well, they have well I, I understand Mahomes. but dude you, people want to put Joe Burrow in that that, yeah. that conversation. Right, right. And he's not Patrick Mahomes because nobody's Patrick Mahomes, but right. he's getting paid 52 and a half million
3: dollars per season. 53, 55? What is it? 55? Lots of money. 55 APY So if you have that investment in Joe Burrow, yeah, I'm going to
1: pay your number one wide receiver and I'm going to draft or find somebody Mm -hmm. else to take that other spot so that our roster has balance. Now, if you want to do it this year, yeah, bring T. Higgins back on the franchise side because Jamar Chase is still going to be on one of the years of his rookie contract. That's fine. But as far as doing a five-year, $110 million contract plus for T. Higgins and then doing a... Jamar Chase, five year 150 million dollar contract, and Joe Burrow got 275? I don't know. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. Uh Mike Evans, here's Why would he be back? Does he does he feel like a buck for life? Is this the Levante David just like never gonna not be on the Bucks? I mean, there was trade rumor, trade requests, speculation, and and dollar amounts and wanting to get
1: the contract extension done, and the Bucks wouldn't put him in that stratosphere of where he wanted to go. You got to
0: worry a little bit about how he ages, right? He's thirty-one years old. Uh big-bodied catch point player. Like, what? What? Spotrack has the valuation here. I think at like four years, ninety-six million dollars. Is should anybody give 19th, that to Mike Evans?
3: That's nineteen million. I think so. He, he's like he's like nineteenth in it, current APY on his current contract. I think you bring up a fair point. The aging, the players directly in front of him
1: at 16 and a half on his current deal are Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore. Those are all between
3: 17 and 21. I don't know. I, I feel like if he were to hit the open market, I could see a team... Putting him above twenty million per, should they though? Dude, dude is turnkey production. It depends Even on the at length this for stage. me. There depends on the length there for me. That's going to Buc- create a big
0: problem for the Bucks if they don't bring him back.
1: The the well, the Bucks are also in a weird spot. They got twelve million dollars in void money. For three seasons of void dollars that were prorated out when they restructured
3: him in 2022. Mm. So you could extend him and you could save. Oh God, I'm going to do the math wildly. You could save like $7.3 million against
1: the cap if you extend him. So that could help their cap situation. I don't know, It just feels like there was a, a discrepancy between where Mike Evans was and where they wanted to go. I well, think the if, easiest one to get done is going to be Pittman.
0: Yeah. They got space. They have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Pittman's been really good. Like that's cut and dry. So maybe my question of why would any of these team players not be on the team is a little more open than I thought. Right. I mean, the, I the so. total investment in Cincinnati in the passing offense and Mike Evans and where he's at in his career versus what Tampa has to offer. And if Baker's
3: back and what that, what that all looks like, but can I, let, let me ask you this before we go to break. Yep. Who gets the highest APY T well, you if he's on the he... franchise tag, that pro that's problematic, right? Pittman. How high does Pittman go? 25. You think Pittman gets 25? Yeah. You think they give him AJ Brown money? Yep. Okay. There's the, the current
1: top distribution is 30 for Tyree Kill, 28 Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup 26.7, A.J. Brown 25. That's your top four. Stephon Diggs and D.K. Metcalf are tied for fifth with 24.
3: Yeah, 25,
0: but two years after all of those extensions. so Right. That's what I think he comes in at. Okay, I'll take the under on that. I'm not, I'm not shaking hands on an official bet there, but I would put it at 25. Okay. Uh, all right, we, we got other receivers to talk to here, uh, so be sure to stick with us. DoorDash went all out for game day and DoorDash stuff from all the Super Bowl ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, even tax software. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered right to your front door with DoorDash. Perhaps you didn't have time this past weekend to hit the grocery store with all the Super Bowl commotion or maybe your bar cart is mysteriously cleared out you can stock back up for the weekend ahead with delivery from DoorDash check it out football season might be over but we're in the thick of basketball games the school year and winter I can think of a million reasons daily to order with DoorDash so check it out hop on the app and make your day just a little bit easier
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: All right, so we got the big dogs out of the way.
1: No consideration for Calvin Ridley being amongst the big dogs?
0: Yeah, it's, he's coming off a thousand-yard season, right? Um, I think he's a tick below here. In in my opinion, he's, he's 30, right? Like that's weird. Uh, I don't think of him as 30, but he is. And I don't know. I think there's always going to be some questions there. I mean, with kind of how things went down in Atlanta and I don't know. I don't, I don't think the same money's going to be there. I don't think he, I don't think he gets over 20 million. I don't. I think he can
3: be close. I think he's closer to, to 20 than he is to 15. I'm not shaking hands on a formal agreement yeah. there because you didn't, you didn't want to meet me on mine. But
1: 15 is the Cortland Sutton, Hunter Renfro, Odell Beckham, Christian Kirk got 18, Deontay Johnson eighteen three. There really is not a lot of names that fall in that tier, 20 to, to $15 million APY. It's a pretty lean group. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot between 20 and 25 there's much more between 15 and 10. uh, But I think
0: he falls in that little bit
1: of a leaner bucket between is where he's ultimately going.
0: And there's a a situation here where if he resigns in Jacksonville, they give up a two. Mm Hmm. That's a stipulated pick. There's a lot to think about it for the Jaguars. In a good wide receiver class. Yeah, so not only are you giving up a higher pick, you're committing cap dollars
3: here to Calvin Ridley at age 30. I'd probably just go younger. I would, no doubt. And save the pick. Who's going to pay him? Lots of teams could use wide receivers.
0: Yeah, yeah, we won't figure that out today, but yeah. (laughs) Here's,
3: Um, Here's where I'm at with wide receivers, though. Sorry to cut you off. Yep. After those four you're in a totally different stratosphere of what expectations should be for players. Like I
1: still think Calvin Ridley can be a high volume part of a passing offense beyond Higgins, Pittman, Ridley, Evans. Who's the next vet that you're like, Oh, maybe he can still go. I think we can get a lot of run in him and hmm. he could be a, a primary piece of our passing offense.
0: When you say primary, do you think is that North of a hundred targets?
1: Yeah. But just objectively. Yeah.
0: Correct. I don't see another hundred target guy that I would want. I I think there's a very clear divide here
3: after these names. And I think that's going to help the market of the four guys we talked about already. But now you're into, can you trust Michael Thomas to stay healthy? No chance. Is Hollywood Brown
1: going to magically become a volume player after kind of just being a, a field spacing vertical threat for the majority of his career so far? Is Curtis Samuel going to capitalize on what was a good season this past year and recapture that after two very uneventful seasons in Washington on his new contract before that? Like, these are the questions
3: we have to answer. Is Hunter Runfro shake free? The Raiders <laughs> cut him, put that name in the mix. Tyler Boyd's
0: another name, right? Like, Gabriel Davis is a name that... I'm sure we'll have some attention on the market, but
3: yeah, it gets if, a little bit Gabriel, challenging.
1: If, if Gabriel Davis didn't play in Buffalo, would, would there be 50% of the optimism for Gabriel Davis is what there is.
3: He's
0: tough, man. He's, he's, he's tough for me. Um, I had some really exciting highlight real place for sure. And, and of course the four touchdowns and the 13 second seconds game against Kansas city a game that I think everybody put a lot of emphasis in on the way they perceive Gabriel Davis. But as somebody who's watched every snap and evaluated him every single season, I can tell you there are some severe limitations with route running and separation and a very high variance player at the catch point. And so I think the conversation is going to lead people to discussing him as a, as a wide receiver too. And he's actually had good numbers relative to wide receivers too. But I worry about him going somewhere else and being, you know, 13, 12 million dollar a year receiver with expectations and potentially not having a quarterback like Josh Allen, who I think he benefited from with Mm -hmm. a lot of the off script stuff from Josh Allen. And I thought Gabe Davis maximized that. But if you're looking for a route winner or a space creator, consistent guy at the catch point, I just Gabe Davis isn't that. But I think someone's going to pay him.
1: Can I give you a take? Yeah. That's beyond Gabe Davis because I don't want to sit here and just bludgeon Gabe, yeah. Gabe Davis. We, yeah. we, we're, we've been kind of in lockstep
0: on what we think Gabe Davis is for a Right. But I think a lot of people don't know that, Kyle. Right. Yeah. They don't. Right. They're going to look and see he's got like 800 yards and eight touchdowns every year and think, wow, let's. And that was what Stefan Diggs. What if we get him in our offense? Four touchdowns against the Chiefs. Like that's how they're going to think.
1: The, the, the four touchdown game was, it was what, 24 months ago? 25 months ago? Let it go. Hmm. Let it go. I think the two. Here's my take. The two next most appealing wide receivers that are expiring contracts are both restricted free agents.
0: Uh, I don't even have my list available with restricted free agents. So who who do you have? It's Rashid Shaheed and Juwan Jennings. Well, and they're in in Shaheed's exclusive rights. Right. So he's not going anywhere.
1: Correct. Neither one of them is probably going anywhere. Right. Because yeah, I every, agree with you. you're going to put a, a, at least a second round RFA tender on him. Yeah. And I'd be surprised in this wide receiver class if somebody gave him that. But those, uh, out of the names that are expiring contracts, yeah. those are the next two most interesting names for me after the top six, or
3: the top four that we did.
0: 100 million percent. Yes. No doubt about it.
3: <sighs> Lordy Lou. Which leaves us
1: where? Like what's what's the middle class of this wide receiver market? Because I think we both agree, like Michael Thomas is probably a a, not an upside play, but a stay away
0: for both of us. And upside plays and stay away are coming next on the show. Is it no the the middle class? It's whether you like it or not. It's Gabe Davis. It's Tyler Boyd. It's Curtis Samuel. That that's who it is. KJ Osborne. Would you put him in there? Maybe. I mean. Because I think I'd rather have him than a few of the names you just mentioned. Yeah, I would agree. But I think in terms of how the money's going to shake out, I bet you that he comes in lo- lower than those guys. Darnell Mooney, he's got a thousand yard season in a second season with who was the quarterback? Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, I
1: think that's I think there's an upside play there, which maybe is a good right. Yeah, I was
0: I was holstering him there, but sorry, uh, I'll yeah. shut up. There's where 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 does that money come in? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what's going to be impossible to figure out. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're both wanting, we're nudging towards upside play conversation. So let's let's get, let's get to the upside play conversation. So be sure to stick with us. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Yes. Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is the perfect drive for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for just about anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3 inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Toe bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com.
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Upside plays and stay aways. You know, this is a nice little spin towards a nod to your love to superlatives. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you. So we can just kind of put these guys in the bucket. Guys, we got the list up. Maybe there's somebody here who you think can pop off a little bit, be a meaningful contributor. Maybe there's a name that's popped off in the past. Maybe earned some money in the past that you're not interested in at all. So I'd ask you first for your first big upside play, who's not Darnell Mooney?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I got, got one. we got already tipped our hand yeah. with Darnell Mooney. He's our upside play. Uh, Noah Brown. Noah Brown from the nice call, Houston wow. Texans. Uh, height, weight, speed guy, 6'2, 215 pounds. What is he, 28 years old? Um, it feels like whenever he's gotten some opportunities, whether it was in Dallas or this past season with Houston, there's been some production there. Uh, we've never seen that. Consistently, But if I'm looking for a value play at wide receiver, a guy that's had a special teams pedigree as well, I think he's a pretty attractive option.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's somebody who uh, you, you might be able to get a nice complimentary role carved out for. I would throw as an upside play relative to the uh, expected cost based on the most recent contract uh, that he had signed. Uh, But I would throw Nelson Aguilar out there as a guy who's been a consistent, complimentary receiver. I know there's a first-round pedigree here, and that always kind of puts the stain on your name when people bring up the name Nelson Aguilar, and Philly fans are beat red in the face with me right now because he had all those drops issues.
3: I get it. But, like, Nelly signed for $3.25 million last year. Is that not an upside
1: play, if you've ever heard of one, for the wide receiver market relative to the experience this, that he has had? Especially when you contrast that contract against Curtis Samuel coming off a contract that was $11.5 million. And granted, that was a deal that was signed three years ago, so I get it. But I think you just look at the experience. He can still run. You're not going to ask him to be a wide receiver one or probably a wide receiver two three and a quarter million dollars for the receiving production that he's given you for over his career. I, I think that's a great upside play economic wise for a team that was passable.
0: I got another one for you. Um DJ Chark. He um one season with Carolina and the fact that he had any production is pretty impressive based on the offense there, but he, he had some down the field moments uh for Carolina this past year at five receiving touchdowns. Had a couple of bigger games throughout the course of the season. If you're looking for a vertical threat that can get down the field and make plays in the ball, like there's a specialization to DJ Chark. But if you need that skill set, I don't think it's going to be overly expensive to add it. So there's another name for you.
1: How about Jalen Guyton?
0: If he stays healthy, yeah.
1: It's a guy that's had some, uh, yeah. If he stays healthy, he's a huge qualifier there because he's, missed a bunch of time the last two seasons, but 2020 and 2021, uh, he he put up almost a thousand yards on those two seasons combined and averaged 18.3 yards per catch in 2020 when he was a a pretty high volume guy relative to what the rest of his career looks like. So it's a guy that can run. It's a guy that has uh, some explosive play down the field abilities. Uh, There's been some special teams involvement for him when he's been healthy as well. I think Guyton's a guy who is probably going to be a one-year deal, a special teams-type contract, um, not more than a couple million dollars. Could be a really nice vertical passing game option in the same way that, like, I don't know, I think about where Hollywood Brown's been at his best and what he might fetch compared to Jalen Guyton. There's natural risk that you're buying into as far as the durability and availability of Guyton, but. I think that's a nice alternative if you want to go with a backup plan that might be cheaper for that kind of role.
0: There's a guy that I, I just find myself always intrigued with, and that's Devin Duvernay from the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they've got a world of problems with expiring contracts. I feel like he can hit the market. Obviously, like I think most people have become more familiar with him for what he's done as a returner, where he's really dem- dynamic. Yep. But I just, I just wonder. Um, What does he look like in a different offense with a different quarterback? I don't think that for as good as Lamar is, a two-time NFL MVP and all that, like I'm not sure that he's a quarterback that receivers go to and like their production is maximized, right? I Mm -hmm. think I think that's just a true statement. Um and Devin Duvernay somewhere else, like I'm curious. You know, I mean, like you want to do some things horizontally at times with your spacing, and I think Duvernay can be an asset there, but like there's a competitive nature about DuVernay. And he's very athletic, at least straight line that he makes an an intriguing option for me as a, you know, he's younger and this is, you know, he's coming out of his rookie deal and has had some explosive playmaking. It's just, you know, how much more can you unlock there? I'd be curious to find out. I think we both acknowledge KJ Osborne. Yeah.
1: Is on here as far as guys whose names we've already invoked over the last three seasons. He averages like 54 receptions, 610 yards and five touchdowns the last three seasons on average. Yep, pretty good. And guy, guy got a lot of run this past year. Seventy, actually seventy, seventy three percent offensive snaps in each of the last two seasons. So a lot of football that he plays for you too. Uh, and then the other one that we mentioned was Darnell Mooney, uh, as far as upside plays based off his track record and, and route running ability.
3: How about some stay aways?
0: Josh Reynolds, last shout out. He's been he's okay. been very quietly just kind of like Hard a consistent time. yeah like. Our guy just 70 target guy for an offense. I think he'd be pretty solid. The stay away list, Kyle. I mean, we, we, we can spend some time here, but like, can, can we be done? Can we be done with Julio Jones? Can we be done with Randall Cobb?
1: Uh, yes. I, I think that's a great place to start is the age. Like maybe somebody give you Slater a contract. Cause he's, Special teams demon, but he's 39 years old, Like, a sl- or a Slater done. He's going to ride off in the sunset now and right, with dude. Bill and be done. But, yeah, the next oldest wide receiver combo, Julio Jones, 35, Marquise Goodwin, 34, Randall Cobb, 34. We're probably done here,
0: right? We should be. You can't possibly sign one of those
3: players and feel like you're going to get a like, count on anything from them. I got one for you. All right. Can we be done with Chase Claypool?
0: Some of can us we, are, but can yes. We,
1: well, yeah, we're we're all this show's done with Chase Claypool, but obviously had the early career production in Pittsburgh where Mike Tomlin seems to keep every frustrating player situation under lock and key, and then he goes to Chicago and it gets super toxic, and then he gets traded to Miami and doesn't pick up the playbook and it's a more complex playbook. And I get that he's injuries at wide receiver kind of force him into a bigger role down the stretch at the end of the season because they have to play somebody. He drops a touchdown in the end zone. That was a gimme against Baltimore and a loss. He runs the wrong route on the game clinching and division clinching loss to Buffalo week 18 where he's supposed to run the spot, run to a spot, and he rounds it off at the top and drifts, so he's not in the right spot to contest a throw that had to be thrown early to try to throw to a spot. He was inactive, a healthy scratch at times in season for Miami after they traded for him. I think he was their hedge on Eric Zukamo, who they drafted and, and had a neck injury that popped up from a, a previous injury, so they didn't have that big-body guy in the wide receiver room, and he did nothing with it.
0: We're, we're done here done is the league done He's 26 big and ran a four three go ahead all <laughs> right i hear you you're gonna sign him to
1: a one-year vet minimum contract is what you're gonna sign him to or at least you should and if you sign him to more than that then shame on you i'd be i'd be signing him looking to convert him to tight end
0: right like i was sitting here looking at the list it's like when does he just get on the little jordan humphrey plan you know right oh little jordan out there playing 47 40 of the snaps I think him and him and Sean Payton might have you know, some some history that keeps him around. But like, he's gonna stick around. Some we're done with him, but
3: I don't think the league is gonna be done with him. Who else you done with? Um, you done with Trent Sherfield? I, I res-
0: <laughs> no. Here's the thing about Trent Sherfield. like, like Trent. if you can just like- compartmentalize him as a one-year, one point seven million dollar deal, and like. Remove the idea that he's going to become like a consistent player for you. Like, that's fine, but he can take snaps and play special teams and block. But you just thinking that he was going to parlay what he did in Miami into something else was his, the rest of his career is who he is. Right. Not, not the one season in Miami. The rest of the season, seasons speak for themselves.
1: Are we done with Paris Campbell? (laughs) We should be done with, we should be four, three
0: speed, Kyle Krabs.
1: Yeah. I'm done. I get it. 20, 20 receptions for one hundred and four yards and two touchdowns, and getting a five million dollar cap charge this year. I'm done. I'm done here. Uh, it re- it pains me to say, but Sterling Shepard with the injuries, yeah, it's probably low ceiling here.
0: Anybody else? You know, uh, Laviska. I, I was going to bring up Laviska Chenault. Like, has he ever been in a position to actually produce? Not really, but should we be interested?
3: Van Jefferson, like, I don't think it's going to happen for Van Jefferson. Right. Good route runner at Florida and all that, but. That's probably my list. Yeah. I think i have exhausted. Oh, you know what? Um, Quez Watkins, Philly. I thought he showed some nice stuff
1: in 2022.
0: Yeah, he has some production, but then the last yeah. couple of years has been a
3: bunch of nothing and bad drops, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're done there. That means we're done here. Kyle
1: Krabs, Joe Marino, locked on NFL scouting. Hope you guys enjoyed this dive foray into the wide receiver class. Joe, we have the weekend to figure out how the heck we're going to do the follow-up show. Figure figured it out maybe matchmakers. I'd love to do something different, but we have the weekend to watch a little bit of tape on some of these guys, uh, figure out how we want to present kind of the deep dive nitty gritty, uh, into some of the, the top names on the market. So you have that to look forward to on Monday. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We are locked on with You find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We're out of
2: here. Hey, prime members.